JLB Mornings. The podcast. And we're back. Well, she's back with a new back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm here. So is my back. Laura Most Gattis. of it. Okay, so we've had a ton of questions in, and when Benny and I were hosting last week the Big Brothers Big Sisters event, it was, how's Laura? What's going on? How's she feeling? And, I mean, kind of speaking of it, but it was like, well, it's a back thing, which you had acknowledged that you'd hurt your back on the air. Said, well, Laura's going to tell the story, unlikely on the podcast, because we can go a little bit further with that, um, and then equally kind of answer some questions with a little Q&A between yep. uh, Benny and I and, and you and your back. So... I'll give kind of where we were with it, and then you can pick it all up and fill in. Because what we shared was a couple of weeks ago when Benny was on holidays, it was just Laura and I doing the show. And you're like, hey, uh, this was, I think, Thursday. You're like, tomorrow, I've got to just skirt skirt a little bit earlier because I've got a, a consult with the, with the surgeon. I'm like, well, heck yeah, go get that sorted. As we know, the lineup's everywhere, especially post-pandemic. It's, everything's backlogged, but let's not mess around with this. So you, you let the show just a few minutes early, and then you reach out not long after. You're like, oh, hey, like I'm going to have surgery. And we're like, well, that's awesome. Like You've got an answer because the biggest thing was, what do you do? How do you fix it? And you're like, no, no, like in like an hour. What? Yep. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> uh, so, so pick it up from there. Okay. So, yeah, the consult with the surgeon was actually to go over my MRI results. Um, and, yeah, he was like, can, can you stay right now and do surgery? We're considering this emergency surgery. You have a decompressed spine uh, disc on, I don't, I forget which one it was, like L4, L5, something like that. I have the scans. I finally got them emailed me to me a week after I got the surgery. You pay five bucks for this thing. By the way, Pocket Health works for both London and Waterloo Region. I'm just saying there is a delay with that app. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, yeah, I go to meet with the surgeon. He said, you know, I consider this emergency surgery. He originally asked if I could stay at the hospital, operate ASAP. And I said, well, no, can I go home first? And he's like, okay, well, could you come back this afternoon? One o'clock? I said, sure, why not? So I went home. I did what any respectable thing uh, person would do before getting their very first uh, surgery done. And I did my glam. And then I went back to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you, because you did say on the air, you're like I can't, I can't do it right now. I could do it in like two hours, and then you went home and glammed up to get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. They do send you with a pre-surgery booklet, some paperwork that you need to fill out. I did not have time for that. I only had time to do my glam. There was one or the other. <laughs> I, listen, I figured like any hospital visit, there's normally a bit of a waiting period. I thought I would have time to fill it out. I got some of it done in the Uber. However, my Uber there, my driver was so talkative and wonderful. I didn't have a whole bunch of time for that paperwork there either. Either way, it all worked out. Uh, the one thing that I learned very quickly, though, is that I should have read that pamphlet because it says right there that you were supposed to have no makeup on for surgery and that they actually said, we'll, we'll, we'll cancel your surgery if you're wearing makeup. So I freaked out, asked the nurses, and I'm like, is my glam okay? And they said, don't worry, it's fine. One of the girls I asked actually had the falsies on, you know, those semi-permanent fake lashes. Yep. So... We were good. I don't think it's advised. Perhaps maybe don't do your glam like I did beforehand. However, my thought process behind it was if I'm going to wake up feeling like garbage, I'm going to reverse that by looking glamorous. Okay. All right. How long was the procedure in itself? That is a great question. I'm glad you asked. I was in such a haze. I could not tell you. I think I went in the operating room it's hard to tell the timelines because they wheel you around like a hot dog like i felt like street meat for so (laughs) long it's wild i was in getting prepped for surgery by two o'clock i would say they were probably slicing me up around three maybe earlier than three 
and I was getting picked up by the beautiful Brazilian boyfriend by six o'clock. Oh, okay. So, in and out, a little day surgery. Yeah, it was considered day surgery. It was a microscopic spinal decompression surgery, and it was a great nap. That's basically what it was for oh, me because yeah. I went straight from doing the morning show to doing my glam and back to the hospital that I didn't have time to have any sort of snooze. And honestly, it was I'm kind of glad it happened so fast because you didn't have too much time to overthink yeah, yeah, anything sure. either. And so it was a great nap. Like I was so worried about being that person that doesn't fall asleep. They didn't even ask me to count down to like a hundred <laughs> or anything like that. They were just talking to me and I fell asleep and and then I remember waking up in the operating room and being like, what'd you do to my voice? Why is it so high pitched? And it wasn't actually high pitched at all. I just, I thought that I was like, what did you do to my voice? But I was just still clearly high. Yeah. Very, very, very high. <laughs> and I would imagine you had uh, Profaval, the yellow, like, sorry, the white milky substance. No. What's that? Oh, Profaval. That so that's oh, yeah. the, uh, that's like the IV drip of Profaval. That's the, ugh. Michael Jackson had it, but he obviously overdid it clearly. Ooh. But Profaval is the one, you can't fight it. That's the countdown from 10, 9. You're like, whatever, I'll get to 5. You're like, oh. 10, 9, you're gone. So you're right. So maybe I did have that. I'm not quite sure. So I will tell you this. If you have any kind of spine surgery, like a micro one, like I did, I would say the most painful part of that surgery was getting the IV in my hand. Oh, oh, no, that's that's, that's nothing. That's really yeah. The pain that I was experiencing from the ambulance ride I had had the week f before to the Friday of the surgery. Yeah, that pain is unmatched to what I've been experiencing post surgery. That pain was, you know, when I the day I called the ambulance, worst pain I've ever felt in my life. I was like, Benny, Jeff was off work last week, uh, or not Jeff? You were off work last week. Yeah. Um, or was that two weeks ago already? I'm sorry, my timelines are so messed up. <laughs> So on the Friday that Jeff was off, you called me at like four in the morning saying you couldn't come in and you were on your way. You were waiting on the ambulance or close yeah. to anyways. I and was like voice memoing, memoing you in tears, but yes. I was like, it would be funny if we auto-tuned that now that it's all over. <laughs> well, I'll try. I've got it still. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's safe forever. We might as well have fun with it. I also was trying to keep the whole thing a secret from the beautiful Brazilian cyber cop because he's been in Brazil for a family emergency, unfortunately, because he is a cyber cop. Um, the carport cam caught the whole thing of me <laughs> getting ambulanced out of my own house. So you can see me getting escorted. It's super, right. it's super funny now. Um, but yeah, it was quite an experience. I've learned in the last week a bit how many people, no matter what your age is, are experiencing some form of back pain. And that to me is a really scary thing. I had so many people message me saying, you know, I've been dealing with similar things. You know, people would ask me, well, what, what's your story? What happened to you? And I would tell them everything. And they said, wow, that sounds so much like me, except for my doctor won't even send me for an MRI or it's, I have these results. There's something going on, but nothing can be done about it. They're saying that I can't get surgery. So I'm so happy that things worked out the way they did. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. The timing was, well, the timing wasn't ideal because it happened in the first place, but how quickly everything went down is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I think I lucked out. I think, um, you know, we have a show friend who had told me it was a disc issue, but then I went to a uh, chiropractor locally and I did get told that it was, no, it's your piriformis muscle. And I'm actually so thankful to be misdiagnosed by that chiropractor because they had me doing um, air squats oh the night God. before I needed oh. it. 
the night before I needed an ambulance though. And I think that if I would have never needed an ambulance the next morning, well, that pain was excruciating and terrible. Um, I think if I never had that ambulance trip, I don't think things would have been expedited the way they were. And I think I still could have been walking around like I was numb and in pain and not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think that's super accurate for sure. If you ever want to go down a internet rabbit uh, hole, you've got to look up the origins of chiropractic medicine. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll just leave it there. There's, and even that friend you mentioned, he will acknowledge, now he has, uh, he has a kinesiology degree, like he, he runs things in that mm-hmm. world. He understands the human body uh, better than so many. And he'd said, well, there are points of treatment out of chiropractic medicine that makes sense. He does not trust it. So I'll, yeah. I'll leave it there to those that my, <laughs> my mom loves it and believed in it. And now she only has to get uh, quarterly injections into her neck for some nerve damage. But hey, you do you. If you've had a, a, a totally good time with chiropractic medicine, it works for you, please you, live it. It's, it's but Yeah, man, man. but I mean, it is interesting. So this was kind of freaking me out for a while. So the last, I was at the gym with you guys when this injury, I think, happened, right? I was at the gym. It yeah. felt like a Tupperware lid popped in my back, Shouldn't but I still drove home. Steph and I on either side of the bar. <laughs> that was your big mistake, I think. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't doing anything improper. I was on a like a... Uh, what do you call that? Above head leg press machine. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's when I felt the pop, but I mean, I knew something felt off, but for me, I thought it was just sciatica. You know, I wasn't feeling the greatest, however, and I couldn't walk properly, but I still drove myself home from London that day. And I still drove to London a few more times after that. It's just the fact that it wasn't getting any better after three weeks, but that was also my third time that I had been out with a bad back since we got back from Brazil. So I don't know if it's just was a culmination of time and having a couple back injuries as a kid. Like I jumped on a culvert thinking I was jumping into a snowy <laughs> ditch on the farm. Yeah, That was the biggest one I ever had, but a couple lower back injuries. So I wonder if it was just a combination of a bunch of things and my bag was like, mm, bye. <laughs> well, and, and back is, it's up there. You talk to anybody who's had a, like a shoulder or a knee done and, and they're like, I'd rather this than your back because your back, it would just... There's so many things you do from from just sitting in chairs to pivoting to turning your shoulders to look at things like yeah. oh yeah like its, it's impact is is so enormous so glad that you didn't let this linger any further. Well, I can't give myself credit because I would have let it linger further if I didn't need an ambulance. This is what I'm telling you because I have no concept of you know even using the Cairo that I used. That was my first time using work benefits for anything like that. I am physically a person. Not anymore, but until I am broken, I generally don't fix it. But I think that has changed now for me forever. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. So you have the next follow-up when? When's your kind of to see how the surgery went? It's going to be June 8th. That's five weeks or four and a half weeks July, uh, from July now. 8th. July 8th. July 8th. July, yeah, tomorrow. July. Yep. June I'm sorry. Tomorrow, drugs. that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's the drugs. Hey, you're allowed. Dude. They're prescribed by a doctor because you had spine surgery. 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I guess it is the drugs. It's, honestly, it's so hard to keep track of time. It's interesting being a young person living in a retirement neighborhood, though, because my neighbors are loving it. <laughs> I get to live the retired life with them for a little bit. You know, unfortunately, my retired neighbors, their mobility is quite better than mine. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, so yeah. some Swiss Chalet, Jeopardy, and Bed by 730? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. They stay. Betty and Barry stay up quite late. They got the tea. My mom has been hanging out with them this whole time. But, you know, it, they're delighted that somebody sits out on their front porch. In the middle of the day now. So it's late night rounds of pepper. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting after it. Yeah. Getting after it. I love that. And it's been, and you'd know, it's said on the air too, it's like, it's nice having your mom around because I mean, it's, it's got to be a flashback to your childhood because you haven't had this constant level of concentration with just one of your parents in forever. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if she's, mom. I don't know if she's listening. <laughs> she knows? No, she's probably out having a dart. Because um, as I was say, she could come on the podcast really quick if she wanted to. Um, yeah, that's the most alone time I've spent with my own mommy since high school. You know, me, my, me and my mom used to be pretty cool. But um, yeah, you grow up, you move out, you go far away, and, and that's it. So mom's been chilling. I think she's pretty excited to get home to her little doggo that she misses Kalua, who was my, my dog. But, it, you know. My dog turned into mom's dog. You get it. You get <laughs> yeah. it. It's what happens when you get a dog when you're 16. Uh, yeah. um, so anyway, that's been really cool. Uh, again, with the beautiful Brazilian cyber cop out of the country for the last little bit, me and my mom have just had some time. We I sit outside with her while she has her darts and we do scratcher tickets. Made her get into inventing Anna, which she watched all of, <laughs> which is great. Um, so, so that's been pretty cool. And it's been nice to have, you know, one thing that I have learned while not being able to do anything is how important it is to have a parent or somebody, you know, somebody parent-like in your life come to your house and help you do things. Because there are things that needed to be done in our lawn slash garden that I didn't even know were an option. <laughs> I didn't even know those things exist. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'd been kind of bitter. You know, we got our first house and, like, I could not get my parents to come up. Not because my mom didn't want to come up, but she gets nervous about city driving. So unless she absolutely has to, doesn't want to do it. And because my dad farms, well, he's always farming. That's his thing. So... I feel like it was a really good opportunity for me to learn a lot of things that we haven't been doing, but perhaps should be doing going forward. But I would not have even thought of half these things. I didn't know you could weed around a stump. I thought stumps just got to look ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm telling you, you would be so proud of how my lawn looks now, but you would, you would have probably, Jeff, you probably would have thrown up in your mouth you're just a, a little bit seeing our You're yard. a farm girl. You should know all the things about dirt and plants and grass and, and stuff. I know about scuffling. I don't know about lawns. Okay. I guess. My lawn is the field. I guess. And, but, you know, as you get older too and you lose interest, it's one thing uh, when your parents force you to do work around the house and- I don't know. It's just uh, my first job was cutting grass. That's how I made money because I had to be 11. I started at 10. At 11, I could deliver newspapers. So then I, I, I transitioned over there and I just never forgot how to cut a lawn. It was the beginning of your favorite hobby. That's right. I did some serious work. I sent you guys that little picture slash video. That was a hot. Oh, no, I, sent, I could feel I, the pride in what you were sending. There Absolutely. Was, it was just a sense of accomplishment because I let it go a couple of weeks by way of travel. And normally the May 2 4 long weekend, we get stuff done. But um, to have yard work done and just now it's the, the weekly okay. grass cut. Oh, you just get to enjoy it all season long. 100%. <laughs> so there's uh, this. We had a little sitchy uh, with Sarah and I. And I, I thought if I brought this to the radio first, I thought it might lead balloon a little bit because people are so triggered in a lot of things. So I need to context this all and set it up. And since we have a few more freedoms on the podcast, right? Because the internet is still a bit of the lawless West. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So, breastfeeding. Okay. Okay. I'm open to it. No problem. Best source of nutrition on the planet comes okay. from the mother. Yep. It, the the volume of, of mom-made medicines that go through to that child that feeds. I understand the importance. I mean, it's so good. Nature does it to all animals. Okay. Uh-huh. It's the best idea for the continuation of humans. My... My wife breastfed both of our kids. Yeah. So uh, there. That, okay. That's some context. Where's the understand. butt? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it still catches me off guard and caught me off guard because on Sunday, we just did a little family, oh, I don't want to cook. Let's just go for a late lunch. It's not brunch because we, no one was vibing on breakfast. We want to have like club sandwich, burger, that kind of thing. So we're out, but they put everybody, it was still a lot. We weren't feeling that, like, let's sit outside. We wanted a bit of AC and just relaxy. So we, we were inside, and it was pretty jammed. People were out doing a lot of fun things. So I'm sitting, you know how it's the half booth, half table? So you got two table chairs and then that long bench. So there's no real division between one table and the next. And it's not COVID times, right? So we're wedged in there pretty tightly. Well, beside me at the restaurant... And I mean, our shoulders were inches from touching. My wife is directly across from me, and a woman just pops out a boob. Like, it's 16 inches from my face. Well, don't suck it, Jeff. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I, I. Okay, I nope. see. I see where you're going. It, it they caught me off guard, <laughs> and even to the point where Sarah gave me the big eyes. So someone who's done it. And it was, you could have the privacy um, blanket or, or throw, like some have the little collar yeah. that you put on that'll allow you to look down at the baby to make sure it's latched. Oh, no, no. And it, it was all freedom. Look, I support the movement. I've seen it on socials. It's now like <laughs> breastfeeding TikTok is, the, I get it. Boob talk. But yeah, but Sarah was like, in the car after, she's like, I kind of felt like she should, you know, just a little bit measure of protection in that, in that sense too. Like I have two daughters. They will develop if they haven't done so already. So I get it. Like it's, I, not sexualizing it, but it just felt a little weird to pop it out that close and right there, if that makes any sense. I wonder if it is a bit of a statement, perhaps. That's uh, what Sarah felt. Yeah. I also have a wife who breastfed two kids. Yep. And, but she'd have, there was either, yeah, the like, it was like a shawl almost that was kind of like the shirt. Yep. And then it had a flap where mm-hmm. you just kind of put it over, you tent it over the kid's head, that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, there's privacy stuff exists for, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to use the term, not shame, but like to be private. Private. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because not all be not women shameless. want their stuff right, exactly. exposed. Sure. Exactly. Sure. But at the same time, I mean, it is legal in Ontario. Somebody could have just been sitting right next to you with their hooters out in the first place. So, and while I mean, that's legal, I've never seen I've, that. I've never seen it. And also, but, if somebody's doing that, that is definitely a look at me thing. That's not a... Oh, I want to avoid the old uh, tan lines. A, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would be walking around like that if people weren't so creepy here. What? And yeah, in other cultures, it, you don't even think twice about yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and sure. I only thought about it. I have witnessed it in the mall and various spots, you know, then en route someone pulls yeah, off. Yeah. I get it. I, again, I lived that life with yeah, two yeah, of my own children. Sure. But it was proximity because when I mean this, like the whole restaurant, there had to be 60 people in this in this part of the restaurant. Yeah. So it felt a little bit like, all right, do you want us to dim the lights and 
put on a spotlight. <laughs> so I, that that was the the one thing. And and I said to Sarah, I'm like, I have little to no say. Obviously, I'm I'm not a woman. I don't have. Oh no, you have no say. Not no, no. Say you have no say. zero. <laughs> no, none. But, but, I think me as somebody who never wants to have any sort of spawn, I think even I have more say than you. <laughs> yeah, agree. Yeah, because you've got, got the, boobs. you got more yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah exactly. You've got the equipment. <laughs> and then, and then we had just a, a, a funny conversation because we dropped by our friends after uh, to help lift something in the back of a vehicle, and and Sarah and uh, and his wife they were chatting about it, and same. She's like, "Oh no, I would totally cover up." Or now with the family washroom, you have a bit of privacy to go do yeah, that thing. Yeah. But equally, I wouldn't I- though. If I were to have kids, yeah. I would pop it out right there. I'm not going to leave my dinner so my baby can eat. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. I, I would but, be. Yeah, that baby I, would have mashed potatoes on its forehead and I, and, before and, I go up and go to the washroom. And that's also a thing. I, again, Sarah, because the calories, the caloric burn you have when producing breast milk is crazy high. You almost can't eat yeah. enough at some points, depending on how, how rapidly or how frequently the baby's feeding. So you'd almost expect that, but no, there was there was no clink of silverware or anything like that. It was it was just a, a of all the times I've seen it. And again, I've seen breasts that don't belong to anybody I've dated or married, for that matter. I can't lie, college strip club, been there, done that. <laughs> it was it, it legit kind of shook me a bit. But the eye, my wife's eyes were the ones that kind of fully alerted to me because. You know, I've got peripheral vision, but I'm not paying much attention to it at a restaurant. My guard's kind of down. Yeah, I think it's just part of having that be a way more normal thing. I think you will see more people be more like that as it becomes, again, like normalized and not a weird taboo thing. And I think some people may choose to use that little privacy thing. Some other people might not. They just want to do the thing, get it done and, and go eat their meal or whatever. Fair. Yeah, I yeah. think that. Yeah, I, I've never I've never seen it quite in the open so much. But even if it is in the proximity, even with a I've had I've had people like having a full conversation with me as they're getting themselves primed and ready. Yeah, yeah. we'll be talking and they'll the whole pull the thing up. on. Yeah. You know, so as I was saying, and then baby goes underneath and you, you know, <laughs> they do a little ooh, one of those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then they keep going. And I mean, it's not it's not. A regular conversation over a cup of coffee. There is something else going on that's mildly distracting. <laughs> <laughs> but you just—I mean—you have to accept it and move on. Yep, that's where I'd lie with that. I, I think if you raise that question on the radio, you're going to get roasted. And that—and that's exactly with the conversation. Sarah's like, I, she she said, I'd be curious to hear how it goes on the radio. And I said, I'm gonna bring it up on the podcast because then I can answer. 42 questions from, from Laura and Benny, for that matter. For sure. I think and, you need to have Sarah on, and I think she needs to ask that question. I think it can't come from you. Yeah, well, and this is more of just me telling the story from my, my point of view. Like, Sarah actually had, like, she had the full 12 o'clock view, I, and I only could understand peripherally what was going on because, you know, you know the movements, right? The arm, the baby, like Benny said, that... And then, you know, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, I would say that personally, like for me, that's more of a like, oh, sorry, Limbo wants to join the podcast hey, this girl. morning. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. She's, well, she's got six her... or eight nipples, right? So she can. Oh, my gosh. She's got so back. And they're huge. <laughs> Honestly, you can't miss them. Um, anyway, I think, you know, for me, it would be one of those like, Goy's got to stick together. I bet you that person to be able to do that right beside you probably yeah. felt safe and comfortable enough. Like, hey, I got a family next to me. I know they're not going to like. Be ah, weird about it. Yeah, that's I, a very good point. I thank you. I honestly, Laura, about all the things that I that did not pop up. That did yeah, not pop up. 
And I think whenever you, oh my goodness, <laughs> like for me, whenever I see something like that, or I like, you know, or if there's a girl at a festival and, you know, a bit of a wardrobe malfunction, big gangly Geddes, I'm here to save the day. I will, I will block things until you want them no longer blocked. Or you yep. if you are deciding to free the nipple, I will make sure that creepy people back off, you know? So maybe that's how she felt too. Like just comfortable enough. You looked like a safe crowd and that's it. There you go. All right. You, I, Look at that insight. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And hey, this is actually coming from somebody. I will fully admit to you when I was on my college radio station, I did not understand that being in public at all. It's called maturing. I was like 19 years yep, old on course, air yeah, then. Yeah. But I didn't. And now I complete 180 or 360 degree, whatever it is. You'd be all 180. All the degrees. Yeah, 360 puts you right direction. back to where you were. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I, okay, I don't want to <laughs> be right back. No, that's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Honestly, though, that point was... Uh, that you guys gave me a little bit of a ah oh, okay that yeah. adds up because of all the points. But again, Sarah kind of led the conversation and the thoughts because she would ask questions and then the girls they were my youngest was like oh it's kind of gross. Well, you're 11 and then she's yeah. not comfortable with her own body yet. My 15 year old right. shocker. Tons of she, things are gross when you're 11. I know my 15 uh, year old had all the things to say like she had been breastfeeding for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting, yeah, the, the whole family dynamic, feeling safe. I bet you if it was a four-pack of, uh, of of Western or Laurier students, probably wouldn't have been the same mm-hmm. yeah, true, maneuvers, true. you know, yeah. without uh, a little bit of camouflage. So, okay, well, that kind of ends that one conversation, Jeff. <laughs> 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 but pardon me, there, there would have been no way to... In three minutes or four minutes on the radio to get through that without just no. getting you right. No, lit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Lit up. Next <laughs> no. thing you know, we got a protest in the front of the radio station. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in a boss's office going, no, 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 no. It was my wife and I. The kids were out. We were all part of this. Yeah. And that's the hard thing, too, especially when you're on the radio versus, you know, hopefully listening to us right now, is that you can stop, you can pause, you can rewind if you are if you didn't hear thing one thing yeah. quite correctly. We have People more time are, to clarify, yeah. 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 If, you know, you get that one person who just hears that one part of a sentence and not the whole conversation, which still happens to lots of podcasts, by the way. Uh, but, you know, and then it's just like, what did you yeah. say? We got a text this morning of somebody who was accusing us of uh, ripping on Starbucks mugs. I don't know if you saw that one where they were they were oh, defending Starbucks mugs as a souvenir gift. And to me, that's like. Is that what's is that that big of a concern is that, really? That like yeah. that's top of mind for you that's today with mind. all the things yeah. going on. It's <laughs> maybe Starbucks. it was personal to them, right? Like hey, maybe and they as so like you guys trashing Starbucks no, mugs. Like, as Whoa. we'd said with many things, and even as I said with chiropractic medicine, if it's something you believe in, great. I'll talk about it because I talk about it is not always a criticism. No, for sure. And, yeah. and if someone is so fragile and sensitive, that's more of a you problem. I don't actively try to engage and piss and p- piss people off and upset them, but. Our job is to talk about things, to engage conversation. And just as Laura did as a great example, you righted that ship with me to go, oh, that's probably or one of the reasons why she did it. Something I had not thought about. If we can't have a conversation because it just goes zero to offended like that, we're in a world of trouble. And, yeah. and far too often that happens. So I'm, I'm glad that we could have this. Alt, I will absolutely eat my words. I will absolutely go... I was ignorant to that information. I did not know. I appreciate that. Absolutely. This yeah. is a great example of it, of bringing it up and then coming to but, a yeah, final. But, but like oh, Starbucks, yeah. it's a mug. Whoop-dee-doo. If you, it doesn't matter where it was manufactured. Our joke was that we travel to the other side of the planet and bring back a souvenir that's all made in one place, essentially. Yeah. And the three of us, bad-mouthing it, barely. <laughs> it's not going to hurt them. <laughs> Starbucks will be just fine. No, they'll be totally fine. And I assure you, I have about six of them in my home. Yeah. Again, I've got kids. They yeah. love that stuff, too. 
just because it's oh, conversation. Well, you've got that Starbucks apron, don't you? That's a, I do. Yeah, so, that's yeah. A big deal. Mm, the real a quick barista one, apron? Yeah. We actually had the full uniform. And that at the time, the hat and the black shirt that went with it, my father-in-law, so he's been a bit of a deal guy for his whole life. And he used to. And now it's different because bigger stores and corporations are doing this. But you could go to auctions and buy tractor trailers that were damaged, uh, traffic accident, lost, right. stolen, whatever. And you could just, it's almost like the um, uh, the the storage auction. Uh, storage wars? Thank you. Where, <laughs> where it'd be like, all right, you come in, uh, all right, we'll start bidding at $3,000. And what are the goods? And they would, sometimes they'd have no details. And sometimes you buy the, even the damaged trailer and then people would scrap the mm-hmm. metal out. But this was a contents only auction so he and a friend went down to it they brought they bought ended up buying two 53 foot trailers full of tools and then they bought a third one it was like the last one land and everybody had kind of spent their money on the things they wanted like yeah. motorcycles etc and they said this is the mystery container he paid a thousand bucks for 53 feet that turned out to be essentially all the components of the inside of a starbucks store Wow. wow. So we're talking cases and cases of coffee and oh, uniforms and aprons. And and we ended up with a bunch. We've been given, I mean, I bet you we had two boxes of uniforms. We only probably have a couple left. If I have three, meaning we can keep one, I'll give you each a Starbucks oh, I'd apron. Love one. Super handy. Um, and, that, and that's the origin story of, of the Starbucks apron. Between the Starbucks utensils, don't you have the McDonald's burger flipper too from McHappy Day a few years ago? Uh, no. You have the egg I, thing. I got the egg, the, oh, thing, the egg thing. Oh, the egg thing. The egg mold to make and the, the, egg uh, the skip the dishes uh, cooler bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can start making and delivering all your own food. <laughs> I, I have a ghost kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff's ghost kitchen. Yeah. I just need a little cheesecake factory in there. I think we've got all, <laughs> all set. Yeah, set. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, all the fun stuff that comes with it. We talked about something that I'm really going to follow this. It'll be interesting. And, and Laura brought up Zora Township, and they did it, and the success was was tremendous surrounding. And every time we talk about it, we have both sides. And, I mean, maybe there's more than two sides to this. About a four-day work week. Um, I'd be hella cool with not having a Friday show, but I would gladly build content that would deliver a Friday show for those here that for weren't it. here. Here for it. I think, you know, this one, again, with my, I'm just calling myself Brokeback Geddes, uh, with my Brokeback Adventures, I have been watching a lot of TikTok, and this is what somebody pointed out, you know, in, in the beginning of the 40-hour work week, they had projected that we wouldn't need to work, you know, nearly as much by the year 2000, and the projection for the technology and what it would be is, doesn't even come close to the technology that we currently have. So why are we still working so much as if, technology has gone nowhere in the last like couple hundred years. This is a hard balance, I think, and I've been trying to figure out what it is, but so we say exactly that, but then we complain that there are self-checkout cashiers taking our gerbs. I'm okay with that, though. Well, you are, but somebody who needs a job is not, (laughs) and I think that's the issue. I think those jobs have shifted to tech, though. Like, who's going to manufacture the self- you know, Yeah, but somebody who's going to be a shopper's drug market cashier might not end up being somebody who's going to develop new technology so, for you know right fair, right fair. and and a bit of the understanding because yeah on the surface some you can't work on Monday to Thursday and get things done no 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 it it would total out likely where you would have 4 days you work and then a 3 day weekend yeah right so it would odds like people get so tied up in the 7 days and look beyond it so we go back to 1940 as i i'm looking at this now 1940 uh, June 26th, in fact, that is when Congress in the U.S., they passed the Fair Labor Standards Act because pre that with the Industrial Revolution, 
Workers are working up to 60 hours a week and beyond, yeah. no overtime. There were no labor rights, hence Labor Day, one of the uh, days of celebration. Well, that's so, exactly, yeah, Labor Day was yeah. the celebration of you're basically breaking your day down into three segments. Yes. You work eight hours, you got eight hours of, quote, free time and eight hours to sleep. Yeah. So that that's when. So think of from 1940 yeah. to today, yeah. the evolution of just how we work and how we operate. So I'm here for it. And I, I think this pandemic um, adoption or uh, adapting <laughs> Limbo's loving Sorry, it. Sorry, Limbo's really fired up about labor rights. I yeah. Yeah. She yeah. wants her mom to have more time to walk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a dog that sleeps no less than 40 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like that was uh, almost like a launch pad because we were seeing so many, including our own building. Some staffers are in on a Tuesday, Thursday schedule. Yep, yep. Um, it's a little different for us because we need the vast majority of equipment. Like Laura is showing you an example of a more watered down or a basic form of doing the job, but mm-hmm. we still need some of the bigger mechanisms to, to do for this. Sure. I, I can't help but think a, a long weekend would be good for the economy because that is an extra day of... Yeah. Getting stuff enjoying done around life. your house, enjoying life, going away. Appointments, even appointments, you know? exactly. Yeah, and now that's where it—that's where the struggle is because sometimes you have difficulty finding an appointment within a five-day work week. Yeah, to break that down to a four-day work week might be extra tough. Well, they said that the a lot of them are running. So the European models—they're keeping the five-day work week. So stores and shops will remain open, but your staff cycle is different. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. I yeah. mean, you say a five-day work week all you want. Uh, Walmart is a seven-day work yeah. week. You know, exactly. any of the big stores. Exactly. But that's exactly it. I think you would work. Like people's shifts would just be different in mm-hmm. that they're longer. Likely in something like that, it'd be yeah. a longer shift, but less days. I, and you hire more people on that way, I think, right? I don't know that yeah, the corporation is losing workers. money. I wish uh, we should get an economist, someone who can do it like a conversation, like a dummy's guide version, because a the, fun economist. The people though. I know, so uh, <laughs> a couple I of friends, yeah, uh, a couple of people I know. One uh, is a plumber, so he's got a, a three-person crew. From giving work trucks away to tool credits, he can't get anyone to jump into that field. Then I have someone else on the on your manufacturing side. Same thing. He'll have three people start a month. Lucky to get one person to stay. It's wow. not even that they're chasing the money. It's just they they can rely on a lot more government services because they go, ah, by the time I use uh, you know gas to get here and those kind of things, it's not worth my time. So there needs to be something in the in-between that there's more incentive outside of your own actual desire to get up and contribute. I think that's the concern with the four-day work week, too, is how many people are just like, yeah, I... I just want more time off. Like I want to work yeah. less, you know, that sort of thing. There I'll is extend that. my day. And I know with us yeah. it's weird because we only have the show for four hours, but that doesn't include charity work because we had two events last week, for example, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. that piled yeah. on another six, seven other, hours into our day. Other additional shows, whether it's a remote or something yep. like that, you know, yep. we're out live on location somewhere. You guys have really been carrying this show for the last little while, by the way. <laughs> the guys have been doing my weekend shows for me. I haven't shown <laughs> any of these events. Hey, so. as, as we hey. had a conversation, as the unhealthiest show in Southwestern Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> well, just happy to be yeah. working right well, now. Being the yeah. most listened to, depending yeah. on the uh, demographics. Uh, yeah, well, so one of us will be off for another uh, chunk of time yeah. in the next little bit, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm really taking this four-day work de- week and paring it down to a zero. Yeah. A while. <laughs> well, I'd be based on this, the podcast, because we, we think you, you need a few days to go back and rest, so you'll be off again for a couple. 
Yeah, you're getting to know this before our manager does. But yeah. I promise, the email's in drafts. I'm just sending it. <laughs> <laughs> I get too distracted during the podcast to do two things at once. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I'm going to have to take a little bit more time off because sitting for five-plus hours straight to do the show, it just in radio, you don't have that time to go take a 15-minute walk after sitting for a little bit. No, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> That doesn't exist. So, Especially yeah. when our songs are a minute and a half, yeah. minute and a half minutes. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you'll see me pop up on your socials a little bit because, you know, girl, Got to do something to spare the time. While away the time, yeah. True that, yeah. true that. But yeah, so all that uh, all over conversation. It will be. I'll be very interested to, to see what this the the new numbers are with the four day work week. And again, if you can get people, it's like companies they work you to the bone. But hey, we've got great benefits for mental health. Well, maybe you could dial back something, and then then would allow dialing back the mental health. And then maybe you don't fr- have to lean on it so yeah. hard. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe, maybe don't cause the problems you're paying a lot of money to yeah. fix yeah. and then you're good to go. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's systemic in a lot of industries. It, yeah. It's oh, interesting sure. because, you know, a lot of people have pointed out too, you know, you know, some people would be willing to put in extra time, but at the same time, I don't necessarily believe in that you should be born to work. Like your work should not take up, in my opinion, your even if you love your job like I do, like I think we're like I think we're in a different category because we love what we do. Yeah. But I think for the average person, some people don't want to want to make their whole life work, and I think that's okay. You know, don't forget this is like you know why should you spend your whole life working for a big corporation if that's not what makes you happy? You know, mm-hmm. so I think there's got to be a weird balance because at the same time, I think it's been proven in studies with rats. It's been proven many times. You know you can't live a life without struggle or you will become insanely miserable. So there has mm-hmm. to be some sort of challenges and stuff that you face, whether that be going to work or whatever, you know, if you have everything handed to you, you will be miserable and that's going to cause even more problems, but there's some happy medium there. Yep. There is for sure. And I think that that's, I, there is a happy medium in enjoying your work and the amount of time you spend on your work. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. And I think, yeah. what do you, what do you get up to make that money for? You don't get up right. here to like, I can't wait to go back to work tomorrow. Well, yes, you, you have that drive and hopefully the desire to do it. You make the money to go live the life you want to do and uh, have the experiences. And for some, it's things they like stuff more than travel and adventures. And that's cool. You, you, yeah. you live, live the version of the life you want to live. Absolutely. But that's what I try to impart with my kids. Cause they're a little bit older than Benny. So I can't imagine Benny's having career talk yet, <laughs> no. but with my oldest and, and even talking university and beyond, and we'll, it'll likely change for what she's talking about now, but it's the, I use the analogy of that was presented to me and I thought it was just a neat way to look at it where uh, a family friend was, she wanted to be an esthetician and her mom said, listen, I, I love it and I love that you enjoy the art of it all and it's just beautiful. You go to a spot where you have one of those A plus estheticians, they do work that, you know, it's it's the Mona Lisa in, in so many ways. But her conversation was, well, there's two paths you can go. You can go work there or you could put a couple more years in school, even business school, like college. You yep. could have the ability. I mean, some will climb up to university to own that business and said, why, would, why wouldn't you do that for yourself? So you still get to enjoy that job and, and the fun of it. And equally, you know what it's like in the trenches in comparison to some business owners that are massively disconnected from what their workers well, for sure, do. Yeah, absolutely. So the asks uh, and the goals are unattainable. They don't understand why people like, why do you need this? Why do you need that? We could... Because every day, I need, that's the difference. And it, that was a bit of an eye-opener yeah. into my kids. Of If you want to do something, is there any way you could own a version of that so that yeah. you have more control and, and kind of control what you want out of life? Um, you need to believe this. Um, because 
My goal in life is to have, and for some part of the term, but it's you money and and that is <laughs> control your time not that you you know you want to walk around being rude to people no way i would like to get to the point where money is not the reason i get out of bed i get out of bed because i don't have anything to worry about knowing that money is moving in the backgrounds yeah yeah, yeah, yeah acquiring yeah, sure. assets that that way you have some freedom so you come to work and if they decide to make a change you're like hey that's cool i'll miss it but then there's the financial stress i i would think for many is like the number one thing it's got to be absolutely oh, outside of your own health like money and your own personal health, because without either. Oh, the amount of people I know that don't give a shit about their own personal health. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so then money being that number one factor, if if you could eliminate that, man, what a different way to live. Yeah, yeah. listen, you can ignore that hurt back, but you cannot ignore the bills. They will come for you. They'll yeah, keep and <laughs> and, and uh, please understand that. I've never thought that money will buy you happiness. It will buy you some freedoms and adventures, and life at times will become more expensive, but. There's, we know some people with some money and man, oh man, do they have a different perspective on it all? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I would most definitely like that. So, you know, the kitty conversation and it, I, and what I like now is with the internet, the ability for kids to be entrepreneurs quicker. Like think of us. It was like, I, I referenced a paper route. I had limited options growing up. Now a keyboard and an idea and a, you know, a Wix website, they can build so many <laughs> cool things and start generating money for themselves at such a young age. Yeah, there's so many options nowadays. So you you just gotta you gotta be street smart. I think no matter what kind of job you're in, everybody has an opportunity to give themselves a little bit of a head start. You know, I, I follow enough investing people now that they're like, start when you're young. And now that I'm like 31, I'm like, ah, shit, I should have started earlier. <laughs> but you know what? Get her get her done. Well, at 31 is still not too late. I think, you know, you stay consistent with it. You'll understand compound interest pretty quick. By like year five, you'll go, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And yep. that, that opened my eyes with all of it. And yep. That's just money. It's just money. It comes and goes. <laughs> yeah. You can't take it with you. Hey, you can be like neighbor Barry and just do a barter system. I've got lots from him just for trading egg cartons. So hey, That's pretty great. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I should stockpile. I may need a new mower at some point soon. Uh, he can help you out with that. Well, he's yep. got his lawnmower dealership in the back. Yeah. So. Yep. Snowblowers, too, if you need one. No, I'm good there. My, my, old, my old neighbor, Greg, hooked me up with that. Oh, he was downsizing to a condo, Perfect, yeah. and I was at 400 bucks years ago. That thing... I probably put 200 bucks into it. It is a lot of egg cartons, but I would gladly make that trade because while I respect it, to see people shovel like a four car laneway is, is mind blowing to me. That wet snow is one of the heaviest and hardest things to do. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. And if you can stay focused to do that completely stone cold sober, I salute you. (laughs) I salute you. (laughs) I'll see you back in the back operating room. (laughs) Me and my heart rate, boom, I'll be down. I won't see anything. Uh, Maybe the snow with my tip of my nose because it'll be face deep in it. But <laughs> there's that. All right. So I think are we at the point where uh, we're a critical mass? We've got Laura's back now. We're like five and a half hours on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there's that. Well, hey, we wanted to give some people insight to what's going on. We're glad you're on the road to recovery, and and we'll see if you need to take some days here and there. You know, uh, Benny and I get. We've got your. We can't get around the word. We got your. We got your entire body, head to toe. Oh, that see, sounded really weird. Yeah, yep. let's Where, back. So we got, we your, got back. your back. Yep. Feeling a little 2016-y there. For <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, uh, thanks a ton for checking out the podcast and, uh, and the radio show, too. It means the world, and, uh, and we'll chat soon. Bye-bye. JLB Mornings. Weekdays 6 till 10 on Virgin Radio. And on demand anytime on the iHeartRadio app. And for more on the show, visit virginradio.ca.